0: Um, you know, we're going to start a series today called You Belong Here. And, and those of you look at your watch are going, yep, it's going to be a long day. No, I'm going to, we'll be good. Okay? And preachers can get you out on time. How about that? I can make adjustments and all those things. And so, so we're going to do that. I, look, We'll just start with a question this morning. Have you ever walked into a place that you knew when you walked in you were in the wrong place? Maybe as a freshman in high school you walked into the wrong classroom. Maybe as a freshman in college you couldn't even find where you lived. I mean, that's a little weird, right? You're knocking on doors, you're like, oh, wrong room. Okay. You know, have you ever walked into a meeting that you thought was a one-on-one and you realized you were the subject of the meeting? <laughs> at that point, you know you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And you don't belong there. Well, today we're going to talk about you belong here. And I think that that's true for everybody in the room. and And I don't care if you're... You know, and obviously if you're a baby in the womb, you you don't know what I'm saying. but But from a baby in the womb, whether you're in your hundreds, you belong here. Doesn't matter what stage of life you're in, I believe that you belong here because you have an important role to play in what God is doing in our world, in our community, in our church. And I think that's not all we're going to talk about, but I think I just want everybody to understand there isn't a single person that walks in this room that doesn't belong. So we're going to look at a story, an account from the scriptures that Jesus had with some people. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 7. He tells the story in the midst of it. But we're going to look at Luke 7, 36 through 50. It says this. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat when a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there. She brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. And she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one, 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. So she has shown me much love. But a person who has forgiven little shows only little love. And Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, Who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Here's what we know We know that Simon was a Pharisee that had invited Jesus to his house. For dinner. And it was a common occurrence then that a rabbi or a teacher would be invited into a home to 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 teach or to talk or ask questions. And so as they gather around the table, that was pretty normal. What what we wouldn't understand to be normal is like if you invite me to dinner, okay, what that means is you invite everybody else to dinner. You leave your door open and you let anybody who wants to come in come in. You don't have to feed them. They just watch and they listen. That's what was happening in this situation. As, as the Pharisee Simon invites Jesus into his home, he's a, he's a rabbi, he's a teacher, and so others were invited. They would leave the door open and 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 the people would come in and they would just stay at the edges. So if you came into that home and you were there to listen, you were there to listen, you were there to stay on the edges. You were not to ask questions. You were not to inject yourself into the room. You were supposed to just be an observer. Evidently, this woman did not get that memo because she moves to a place where she was close to Jesus, close enough that she could cry tears on his feet and wipe his feet with her hair. Now I realize that that seems like a weird thing, right? I mean, how was that gonna happen? Well, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, because you're you're sitting there, I want mean, you just for a moment look straight down at your feet. There's, there's really a difficult moment for anybody to cry on your feet at the moment. None of you are listening to me. I said, look down at your feet. You, you didn't listen to me. I, you're like, no, no but seriously, you, you looked at your feet and you realize there's no way, if I'm sitting in a chair, that somebody can come in from behind, because that's where Jesus, it says that it took place. But you have to understand the culture of the day and the type of setting that would be. See, there wouldn't be a table like you and I are used to in our dining room there would have been a table that's relatively low to the floor. And, and, and instead of being able to sit like this at the table, well, I'll sit down. But instead of being able to sit like this at the table, that wouldn't have been the case. See, he would have, he would have been reclined, something like this, with an arm on the table. I know we we're always told, don't put your elbows on the table. But he would have been reclined at the table. His, he would have been facing this way, and his feet would have been out behind him. And that would be how that she could be around behind him and be able to cry on his feet and then wipe his feet with her hair. Because, like, it's a physical impossibility. With I mean, people don't let people crawl under the table. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just doesn't look right. But neither did the lady crying on his feet and wiping his feet with her hair. But Jesus allowed that to take place. It was a pretty, pretty cool situation. And, and he welcomes her. And, and that's part of what we need to understand is, is that Jesus welcomes the lady. He, he doesn't have a problem. Look Look, look if that happened to me, No, 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 I'd have said something. Because it would have been too weird for me. I couldn't take it. Okay, you know, you know, I'm a little, you know, I'm, you know, somebody. uh, When people react to you like when you give them a hug, they're like, oh, I get a hug today? Yeah, that tells you. That would have been an invasion of my space. It would have been weird for me. But that's what happens here. Could you imagine? Like, just think about that in a modern context. And, and you all remember that something took place last week. It was a, a, a presidential debate, right? So, so think about that for just a moment. Now, now We don't care about what was said. It's immaterial. Well, what matters here is, what would have happened if somebody decided they were going to ask questions from the crowd? They might have been great questions. They would have made their way out of the room. <laughs> what would have happened if they decided they were going to go up onto the stage and ask their questions? That would end ended well. There's no security for Jesus. And Simon doesn't have the lady kicked out. She's able to get right behind Jesus. And he's okay with it. And here's what we need to understand. Is that you belong here. Even with your story. See Luke 7.37 says when a certain immoral woman... From that city heard he was eating there. She, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Jesus welcomed the woman. We don't know why she came to Jesus. She probably evidently had heard about him and, and something about him was, was, was attractive. And, 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 and something about it, she wanted to hear what he was saying and, and, he, and he welcomed her. He welcomed her into his space. We, we aren't sure if, she've le- if she has left her lifestyle yet. What we are sure of is that she came to Jesus and he welcomes her. Jesus for sure knew her background. Simon knew her background. For that matter, everybody in the room knew her background. I mean, there's no question that everybody knew her background and they knew her sins. Look, you belong here even if you have a crazy story. You belong here even if you have a story that you think is too crazy. Now, I don't, Jesus is in that kind of world where he can help people with crazy stories have redemption. That's who Jesus is. My prayer is, is that every person who walks through the doors of our church, every person that walks into our lives, we would demonstrate love and care to them. Most of the time we don't know their story. But if we do, we still ought to show them love and care. If you have a story, one that you aren't proud of, there's great news for you today. This story, I think you'll understand as we look at it, as we see what Jesus did, your story doesn't keep you from Jesus. Jesus. The only thing that keeps any of us from Jesus is our unwillingness to let him come close to us or allow him to speak into our lives. Jesus is willing to take every person and the craziness of their story doesn't bother him. He doesn't want you to stay in the same place that you are, but he wants to take you right where you are and make something great out of your life. That's what every follower of Jesus needs to be doing for the people that we encounter. Do something crazy like being in Romania and smile at people walking on the road. Okay, now I'm, I'm a little bit in my own world at times. But I try to greet people friendly and kind and smile. Just that one thing in a place like Romania spoke the love of Christ into somebody's life. The question is, are we willing to do that with people that aren't like us? They don't share some of the same things that we share. But but are we willing? Jesus wasn't okay with her lifestyle, but he welcomed her. He knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to take place. He he understood that his grace and his love was going to change her life. Expressing love and care for people through our actions and our attitudes. I have to tell you, like here, here's a this is gonna get really like close to home for just a moment, okay? Because we know that there are people that walk into our church that we can sometimes dismiss. We can't do that. The Bible tells us we can't do that. People may look different. People may not engage the way we want them to engage. They they may have stories that, 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 that we may not understand. I'm telling you. You heard me say something a couple weeks ago at the end of a service. If you weren't here, I'll give you a quick synopsis. But we are given a connection card that was desperate of somebody who was contemplating a significant struggle in their lives. Walking into our church week after week. And I'm not sure we engaged them well enough. I'm not going to give you too many specifics, but I'm just saying it's a serious thing. And I'm telling you that your willingness to engage an individual could actually save their life. And your willingness to engage an individual might bring hope into their lives. Because every life matters. Every life matters. But it doesn't just count for walking in here we got to be good about walking in here. And we got to be good about, but it's got to work all. all. You, you don't understand that your life and your greeting and your words could bring life and hope and change a person's life. And their eternity. You belong here. Even with your story. The second thought is you belong here even when others don't think you do. That's what happened to this woman. Verse 39 says, when the Pharisee who had invited him in saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Simon is pleased with the woman's, the woman's actions. He is not happy about it. And his thoughts give it away. Now that's weird, isn't it? That's one of the crazy things about this account is that Jesus responds to Simon's thoughts. How many of you want people to know your thoughts? I don't want anybody knowing. know. There's some things go through my head I don't want anybody to know. Right? I'm not saying there's necessarily bad things. Some, some of them are just stupid. You know, I mean, I don't want anybody to know what's going through there. Jesus answers Simon's thoughts. And Simon doesn't realize it at first. I'm sure eventually he gets it and goes, Busted. Many who are in the room are probably feeling the same way as Simon. What is the deal with that woman over there? That's not right. We don't know how long the tears had been flowing. All we know is that all could see it. And noticed it. I'm not sure why Simon didn't have her removed. But he did not possibly because he was trying to once again wanting to trap Jesus into making a mistake. There is no doubt that the host and the guest weren't thrilled with the woman being there. But what matters is that Jesus was okay with her being there. And that's okay for us still today. You belong here, even if there's others that don't think you do. The last thought is Jesus accepts you. And it's a crazy thought, right? Because again, Jesus answers the thoughts of Simon. Jesus knows what Simon is thinking and tells a story, a parable. And the story that Jesus tells makes it plain that forgiveness is available. To everyone. In this case, he, he, he tells a story about a, a, a guy who lends money of 50 or 500 pieces of silver or denarius. So either way you want to put it, it's basically one day's worth of wages. Each one. So it's either 50 days of wages or 500 days of wages. The kind man is willing to forgive a debt. I don't know about you, but I would love that. Like, I mean, somebody came along and said, hey, I'll pay off your mortgage on your house. You with me? It would be pretty cool. Would you love them? Yeah, I bet you would. I'd even send them Christmas cards. (laughs) Right? It's the least I could do. (laughs) It would be pretty cool. You would love a person. And that's what Jesus is saying. And because this lady has this story, and and she's been through all kinds of stuff, trying to fill her life and to fix her life, and trying to maybe help herself through whatever she's going through. And now she's experienced the forgiveness of Jesus for her sin. She loves much. We don't know whether she had come already forgiven or or whether she experienced that forgiveness right there in that moment. But what we know is she is grateful for the opportunity to be forgiven. Here's the interesting thing too. is She recognized her sinfulness. Simon didn't. It wasn't that Simon didn't have sin. It's just he didn't recognize it. He didn't recognize he was sinful as well. He doesn't seem to see a sin, nor is he prepared to ask for forgiveness, nor is he willing to accept the forgiveness of Jesus. This woman does, and she's forgiven. It's an interesting exchange between Jesus and the woman. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven, so she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that he goes around Forgiving sins. And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Romans 15, 7 says, Therefore accept each other just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given glory. Look, we got to accept one another in the body of Christ. We got to accept one another in our community. We need to accept people just as Jesus accepted us. Hey, we understand. We were sinners when Jesus went to the cross. Romans Tells us in Romans 5, 8, but you, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And when we think about that, we were like, okay, that's cool. But we're not so sure that we can do that for other people. We need to accept one another. No matter what we think or th- believe. Look, there's only one way to get to heaven. It's through Jesus Christ. But look, we got to be able to have civil conversations in our world. And we got to be able to, hey, look, I'll give you one right here. Easy shot right here. If you can't have a conversation with somebody who has a different political view than you without calling names and being mean, that's not Christ-like. Okay? You've got to straighten that out. We've got to accept one another. Look, we just got to, if we can't have conversations, we're not going to get anywhere. What we've got to do is we've got to make sure that our lives reflect the love of Christ. We need to make sure our lives reflect the life that Jesus lived on this planet. If we'll do that, we're going to make a difference. Hey, I'm not saying don't have an opinion. and I'm not saying don't be passionate about your opinion. How married the person's got opinion. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? So much so that when years ago, look, we're pro-life. Years ago, she didn't get arrested for protesting, but she was there in Wichita. (laughs) Look, we've got to believe And we've got to demonstrate that belief by our action. We must be people who accept people, who love people. It doesn't matter what they believe. What matters is that we accept them and we help them come to know who Jesus is. That matters. You belong here whether you believe like us. But I'm confident that if you'll hang around our God and you experience are exposed to His power and His Holy Spirit, He's going to change you. Look, the question I have for us as we close today, are you willing to see every person you meet with the value that God places on them? Are you willing to accept people who have stories, and not just those with cool stories, how about stories where the final chapters haven't yet been written? How about stories that still need a little editing by the Holy Spirit? Are you willing to accept some of those people? Because that's where we're all at. We need to accept people that the Holy Spirit's still working on. And if that happens, we'll be good. We'll be doing what Jesus wants us to do. We need to live life in a way that says, you belong here. You belong here. You belong with me. You belong in this church and you belong in our city. You belong because Jesus loves you, and we're going to demonstrate the love of Christ with everything we do. Because you need to belong to him, and we want to help you see that. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. Lord, thank you for just an incredible time today. Lord, hearing great reports, being encouraged in worship, being encouraged by your your messages into our lives both through the Word and through, through the words of tongues and interpretation and God we're grateful that we know, we come together. You are in the midst of us. When we walk out of this place, you're with us. because you told us, you're never going to leave us. You're never going to forsake us. You're going to be with us always to the end of the age. Lord, help us to walk that, to live that. And Lord, when we make it known to the people of our city and the people in our world that you belong here. You belong here. And Lord, may that be true for us. Lord, have your way in these closing moments. Do what you want to do in Jesus' name.